0: Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to see all of you and to welcome you to season four of Blurg, which is, of course, the premier 30 Rock podcast, as determined by me, one of your delightfully off kilter hosts. Today, we're diving into season four, the first episode of season four of 30 Rock. This season four has officially lost all meaning to me now. Thankfully, we still have the meaningful banter of our favorite New Yorkers. Today, we're tacking cheesy blasters, panic exclamations of uterus, Paula's reluctant willingness to invite Liz into her marital bed, and much, much more. Now, everyone, hold on to your LLB and child's wallet from the 70s because it's time for Blurg.
1: What is this, horseville? Because I am surrounded
0: by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and
2: pizza. Live every week
0: like a shark week. Hello, everyone.
2: I'm so happy to see all of you and to welcome you to season four, which is, of course, the name of this restaurant, the number one Asian fusion restaurant in New York, where we will be
0: eating the number one selling food in the rest of America.
2: What's this? All right, Cheesy Blasters. You take a hot
0: dog, stuff it with some jack cheese, fold it in a pizza. You got Cheesy Blasters. And then all the kids say, thanks, Meat Cat. And then Meat Cat flies away on his um skateboard.
1: I can't eat this. I'm a foodie. So season four, episode one, titled season four. What'd you think, Nick?
0: Okay, calm down. Julie, what'd you think about this week's episode?
1: I have to say, I wasn't looking forward to it that much. I wasn't like, like oh, I hate this episode, but it was really fun. Had a lot of catchy phrases that I use in my life. More fun, Tracy Jordan, cheesy blasters. I thought it was really cute. Love it.
0: Yeah, for whatever reason, whenever we enter a new season, especially since like the previous season usually ends so superbly, I'm very nervous to enter. It feels like it's a different show, even though it's not and it's just a new season. But You're afraid to
1: enter, is that what you're telling us? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you always ride me for all the jokes that are too dirty for the podcast, and now you hey, see,
1: through. see what just happened again. I don't ride you at all,
0: <sighs> and it's not a shame for both of us.
1: <laughs> we got cheesy blasters. Blasters.
0: Ooh, <laughs> I know we've had so many fucking earworms. We had "Sweet Melody" by Little Mix this week. Dun Done" by Everglow, and now
1: <laughs> blasters. It's a jam. Here it is. All right. So we start out in this episode. It's a trickery. It's a moment of trickery with Jack. So hello, everyone. So happy to see you. And welcome to season four, which is, of course, the name of a restaurant, the number one Asian fusion restaurant in New York, where we'll all be eating the number one selling food in the rest of America.
0: Cheesy Blasters. Now, no one else at this table knows anything about Cheesy Blasters except Liz, obviously. She's a woman of the people, you could say, if you like saying things that are wrong. <laughs> and she knows the entirety of this entire thing. He sort of looks like Scat Cat, the Cheesy Blasters, uh, like character
1: sort of situation. Julie, do you want to sing the tune? You take a hot dog, stuff it with some jack cheese, fold it in a pizza. You got Cheesy Blasters. And then the kids all say, thanks, Meat Cat.
0: <laughs> and then Meat Cat flies away on his uh, skateboard. Ah, so fun.
1: Then and Teresa so says, fucking pretentious. I of... this. I'm a foodie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He has $300 million. Solid gold shoes, a bed with made in the shape of his face, a roof that opens. Is it supposed to open? Did we ever find that out? <laughs> Just a strong wind hits.
1: I think it's a remote opening close like a stadium because he's a billionaire. You know, he's so rich. Cheesy Blasters. So, you got Cheesy Blasters. Ay! I think I will make, I know I can make a vegan version of the Cheesy Blasters. Would you two eat a vegan version, or you want a regular version?
2: No, I was just thinking that we can probably make a vegan version. (laughs)
1: Oh, I mean, there's totally vegan hot dogs, there's totally vegan jack cheese, and there's totally vegan pizza.
0: Yeah, I mean, would I prefer it? No, out of a courtesy to you, yes. If you cooked it for me, absolutely.
1: Well, I don't, I mean, whatever. We can do whatever. But I do think we need to eat some cheesy blasters by the end of this. But Meat Cat is not the same person from her Saber de Soledad chips.
0: No, because if we, um, the Flash, they didn't have an animated situation, did they? Because the commercial we had when she was gives like, birth now with more bull <laughs> semen.
1: I know, but they say, like, thanks, Meat Cat. I think I'm just picturing that scene, Chester, Cheetah, Ripoff,
0: whoever that guy is. When she gives birth to that thing, yeah, yes. that makes sense. When she's imagining what her baby will be like.
1: So Jack's going to teach everybody about the real America because these cheesy blasters are here to teach us a lesson. The economy is struggling and your parent company is struggling with it. Why? Because we've lost touch with the heartland, the consumers, the real America. Now, Tina Fey,
0: thinly veiled as Lynn Lemon, Liz Lemon in this situation, talks about how bullshit of a term. She uses nonsense, but we know what she would have said if she wasn't on network television. All of America is America. And Jack counters with, you are part of the elite. None of y'all who are at this table, Jenna is also there, right? She doesn't have any lines, which is devastating because she's- the Or
1: enjoyable one. or enjoyable.
0: But none of them have worked for minimum wage in quite some time.
1: And funnily enough, the minimum wage in 2009 is exactly the same as it is in 2021. Yay. Oh, how fun. Because <laughs> uh, cost of living hasn't risen at all.
0: No, no, no. And everything's fine and everything's great. And our medical system during a global pandemic is doing real well
1: right now. Have you watched Squid Games? Feels like that. So- <laughs> Oh no, Tracy, should I watch it, Julie? Did you like Tracy it? <laughs> Tracy announces that before he was a stand up, he was a booker drummer in the subway. They're like, well that's not a real job. He's like, Oh yeah? Then how come I got suit for sexual harassment at it? <laughs> Tracy, so. you may come from <laughs> humble beginnings, but you've been rich for a long time. I think it's affecting your act.
0: Then we go to like a Seinfeld-esque sort of stand-up <laughs> in front of a brick wall, where he's like, "You know how people on St. Bart's be eating, be eating lobster like this? Mm,
1: don't look at me in the eyes. Have I lost touch with my roots? I better talk to Rabbi Schmooley about this. Very famous rabbi used to be on Oprah all the time." Jenna says, "If it would be, oh, here's a line for Jenna. If it would help the show, I'm willing to go country." And beautifully
0: performed at that. Thanks. So Go Country is a legitimate career move, and it's the best way for a lady to get heat in this industry besides having a lesbian relationship, which I feel like Jenna has deaf done
1: and could deaf do again.
0: She'll use her sexuality <laughs> for attention.
1: Like, we'll start going country to TGS. Ah, we'll, we'll trick tr- those race car-loving wide loads into watching your lefty homoerotic propaganda hour yet.
0: Well, you just don't like anyone, do you? Well, he delivers that line so fucking perfectly.
1: Well, you know, (laughs) the people suck.
0: What can you do? (laughs) (laughs) But So part of appealing to real America, they need to find someone who will test outside the cities and appeal to a broader audience. At this juncture, Tracy decides to burn money again.
1: And then Liz is like, what about Josh? And he's like, right, Josh, I forgot about that guy. You think that's a good sign?
0: (laughs) Which, like, spoilers, if you haven't watched the entirety of the series. Um, And if you haven't, thank you for watching along with us. How how pleasurable and enjoyable. Um, They do this a lot when they bring new cast members on. It's like Josh fades away. The cast member that they end up choosing fades away. They'll bring him on for, like, episode arc. And then it becomes a running joke of just like, oh, remember that guy? No one does.
1: But really, I don't remember. Like, Josh is... Very not memorable.
0: I remember his like super horny, weird, kinky crab agent more than you two, apparently, yeah. since you both look quizzical.
1: <laughs> I remember that moment, and I remember when he does a terrible Ray Romano, and there's another episode with the ADR, and he goes, These boom booms in the boom boom room, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he's no Frank Rossitano. Ugh.
0: What a classic, a pillar, keystone, if you will. So Liz is not into it at all. She's like, you make these pronouncements on a whim, and then I have to, which is very annoying when that happens. But Jack insists that it's a financial necessity. Every division of the company is reaching out to the middle of America, as evidenced by their new mammogram machine called the Gitter Done 2000. Remember when he was a thing? It was that like Joe the Trucker? Bob the Mechanic? Michael the Maverick? Who you was it, You know I'm really? talking about.
1: Yeah, but what's his name? Somebody, the cable guy. Larry, the cable guy.
0: Larry, the cable guy. There it is. That was close.
1: I thought you were joking, and then I was like, shit, I really can't think of it. <laughs> Another actor? Why? And Pete's like, they have so many feelings and opinions. <laughs> so they but... decide they're going to go to a comedy club, but they're not going to tell anybody. Because remember when Jenna thought that blonde intern wanted to be an actress? Flashback. I'm studying acting and singing, and someday I'm going to be just like you. <laughs> Jenna goes for her. Pete's like, I never did find her earlobe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the saddest moment of my youth, I think, was watching Bring It On when that girl lost her tooth and just blood covered her, and I was like, her poor tooth.
1: That's the saddest moment of your childhood?
0: I didn't have a very hard childhood, okay? <laughs> it was that, and I guess being diagnosed at with OCD at nine, but that was a, that was a cakewalk. We're all doing I guess great. guess you were in the,
1: the bubble with Dr. Dreal, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. Slight disparity in attractiveness, but otherwise the same. Um, so... you <laughs> gonna have to laugh that hard.
1: I'm not. It's the next line. <laughs> it's so rude. The next part makes me laugh really hard. And they're like, no one can know about this. Like, know about what? And... Pete says, "Listen, uterus fell out." <laughs> and I guess Liz says Pete's stealing money, but I never hear that part. I always just hear the uterus line. <laughs> but I love that part. That part, literally, I like spit water out of my mouth. Yeah,
0: and you weren't like, even drinking water. And Suri's so like cerebral like, spinal fluid. Suri's <laughs> so like, oh, I think I knew that. Rude. That's very well. I mean, you know, she thinks that she has two kids, which thank God, because she doesn't have a uterus to produce anymore.
1: So this is another one of my favorite lines. Kenneth goes to see Jack, and he's like, sorry, I have a problem. He's like, so naturally you came to me because this, this company's just the two of us. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is cooking with gas in this episode. He is so funny.
0: It is wild. Who do you think delivers the lines most consistently, hilariously? Because I think it is Alec Baldwin. I
1: don't think Kenneth ever breaks character.
0: That's true. Tracy
1: Jordan... Is Tracy Morgan. Is Tracy Jordan. They're all great. Everyone except Jenna.
0: First of all, how dare you?
1: Not Jane Krakowski, the person. I'm sure she is awesome, and somebody loves her, and she has a child, and yay for her. (laughs) But everybody loves somebody. Okay,
0: well, that's high praise. Anyway, so (laughs) it turns out that they can't work more than 16 hours a day due to, quote, Comrade Obama's recession, and they've had to cut overtime for pages. Now, Kenneth is not super concerned about the money, clearly. He's had a lifetime, many lifetimes, to accrue wealth, and that's not his bag. He just doesn't want to be signing his name to a lie. The Parcel name is synonymous with honesty.
1: As the Hill people say, Parcel go and say deal, so do say so, tall. And what does that mean? Is it supposed to mean anything? Yeah. What does it mean? What is it? The parcels do what they say they're going to
0: do. Okay, I did not get that at all.
1: You don't speak hill people? What about the hills out of eyes? What about the croning?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the croning three, but not the first two.
1: What about those little weeble wobble shit screeks? Aren't they just the best? (laughs) I know I bring it up every week. I feel great about it. So Jack's like, we've all had to make sacrifices, Kenneth. I had to downsize the payroll department to just one guy in an envelope stuffing machine.
0: We cut to this super sad, bleak dude in a very poorly lit area talking to the machine like, today's my birthday. <laughs> Which actually reminds me of Jess when she wakes up on her birthday in Newcomb and It's like, today's, this is the time that I was born. Oh my god, I'm wide awake.
1: <laughs> I would immediately break up with anybody who was that into their own birthday. And then there's like all this pressure for you to do all these amazing things on their birthday.
0: Miss me. No, well, I never. think it's just because both of us don't really like our uh, birthdays.
1: I am happy to do tons of things for you on your birthday, but if there's pressure because you are obsessed with your own birthday. Devastating. (laughs) Bye-bye. That's right. All of you, get out. (laughs) (laughs) I take none of you.
0: (laughs) So, in a fun indictment of what's actually going on in America, both in 2009 and now and since its inception, Jack says that we literally have no money, so do your part sign your time card. So now, Liz and Pete are being oddly formal because they have a secret together and are acting quite weird. If the uterus was not weird enough and the fact that it fell out of her body happens, I get. Let me explain something about being a woman. That happens daily. You always have to push your uterus back in before you go to bed. Alright? Legs in the air. Happens.
1: So, Elizabeth, I have your paycheck. Thank you, Thank you, Peter.
0: Why is her voice deeper? And why do we both go deeper? (laughs)
1: Because Pete is like a lighter person and Liz is a little more serious. She's a little more Elizabeth Holmes in this episode.
0: Okay, calm down. You watch too much of that.
1: All right, we're on for 8 o'clock at the stand-up cellar and then we're going to NYU to see that improv troupe. She's like, okay, I guess we'll leave separately and then meet there. Hate being sneaky. Pete says, luckily, everybody here is dumb and you and I are good at lying.
0: And then when questioned again, what are you two lovebirds whispering about? They say, nothing. There is Nothing. (laughs) So we return to uh, Tracy's office dressing room situation, and he blames .com and Gris for building a protective shell around him, like a hermit crab or a mermaid booby. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's not such a
1: common man. The t- door opens, they're bringing in a gentleman. He's like, eh, who's that? It's Rolly the Custodian. You said you wanted an order. Do you think hard- that's his given name? <laughs> Rolly? That's terrible. You said you wanted an ordinary person to reconnect with. Oh, hey, guy, come on in. So, Roly, where are you from? Brooklyn. He's like, right on, my brother. My dear friend Moby opened up a tea house in Park Slope. Do you know it? <laughs> and does he know hey, you? Hey, Rolly, you ever lose your remote control? He's like, yeah. And then your wife starts getting all mad because the roof won't close and the bed <laughs> that's in the shape of your head is getting rained on. <laughs> I like you, Roly. Can I feel the rough skin on your hands? All right. Sorry about that. (laughs) Let's go.
0: Uh, So he's decided to forge out on his own. He's going to go out to the street. He wants nobody to follow him. Nobody! And then has to ask, which is the elevator I'm not afraid of? (laughs) Right. And for me, it's none of them. I'm afraid of all elevators. Do you have that fear? Am I alone in that?
1: Uh, I'm not afraid of all elevators, but I do don't enjoy that moment when they close and they haven't started moving and you're like so I'm going to die in here but yeah, it's not something that triggers a panic attack in me but I don't enjoy it
0: if I have to go up the elevator for work I bring my jewel I bring a bottle of water I bring a banana and I make sure that my phone is there and my battery pack to charge it and I bring someone else so if I get stuck in there they can kill me because I would rather not suffer
1: good call I definitely have my (laughs) phone Usually some mints are in my pocket, but that's just another story.
0: So now we've got some corporate intrigue here, and it's not the gross, sad, sexual kind that Liz usually embarks upon. Kenneth got John Francis Donaghy's paycheck.
1: Scandalor. Because he's got a middle name like a girl, too. Because
0: Ellen. Kenneth Ellen Parzell. Did you get that? Did you understand that?
1: Yes. (laughs) We all know Kenneth's middle name. We've been watching every episode of this fucking show for a year now.
0: Yes. Okay. I thought the point of this was to make jokes, but now I feel (laughs) very attacked.
1: Glassdoor is saying that a vice president of GE only makes $300,000 a year. That's no way.
0: Well, we just found out from not the Panama Papers, because those happened and nothing changed, but the new papers, the Patagonia Papers or whatever, um, that there's so much dark money. So that's what they're paid according to taxes, but you know they get a little under the table action.
2: Well, and and also get more bonus, money. Right? No, yeah, and this is just a
1: bonus check with so many zeros. And he's like, a but he said bonus. sacrifice and no overtime. So many zeros. And Pete and Liz are back on their caper. They're like, oh, I thought you were leaving 10 minutes ago ahead of me. It's like, oh, well, we're going to two separate places, so it's not weird. Nope. <laughs> Nothing's ever, Nothing's weird, ever now. weird now. Nothing's ever weird now. Oh, hey, Liz, you want to share a cab?
0: And then Liz obviously can't because she's picking up her nutritionist and his elderly son. So is You're this like, sort he- of like Tracy Jordan and his new son situation, where the son is somehow older, <laughs> or are they both just really old?
1: Although Tracy Junior is my favorite of the fake <laughs> <big> sons. <laughs> I'm a child. I shouldn't have to hear that. I'm a child. He's such a good patter. So so you're driving uptown He's like love you too bye
0: (laughs) They're doing great
1: So Kenneth comes to Jack's office He wants to talk to him about speaking on behalf of him Of the NBC pages I do love
0: how he always goes full Spartacus And is like I'm doing this for everyone There's no one behind him
1: Nobody cares He's like I'll give you a New York minute That's seven seconds He's like well sir we pages and I feel That me and they are not being treated fairly As regarding paychecking I'm nervous. We demand that you give us back our overtime. There's no money. He's like, sir, I accidentally saw your paycheck. I hope it was inspirational. All those zeros. It's downright un-American. Agreed, Kenneth.
0: And that's where you're wrong, according to Jack. It's extremely American. My talents are more valuable than yours, so I'm paid accordingly. Therefore, I'm entitled to my bonus. To which Kenneth says, that's a bonus check? You said there was no extra money. Bonus means extra.
1: Eight plus eight. It was eight. <laughs> Whatever call we said with the uh, watch. So Kenneth, like you said, but bonus means extra. I know that from a game shows. <laughs> you lied to me. Jack's like I didn't lie. I massage the truth. What do, what, what do you need to do to move past this? It's like well, well sir,
0: you made a liar out of me by making me sign that time card. I would like you to sign your name to a piece of paper that says I'm a big old liar. No, doesn't know how to do that. corporate intrigue. Kenneth. Because the American way would be to, I need you to give me more money and I'll keep my mouth shut. And then eventually there'll be a podcast about us and a Netflix and then a competing Hulu show.
1: Fire Festival. <sighs> well, then we pages have no choice but to go out on strike. He's like, I like you, Kenneth, but you don't want to mess with me right now. I'm in the middle of a raging period. Of economic turmoil Again, he says
0: that so good In the middle of a raging period Of economic turmoil
1: Too late, sir Page strike
0: (laughs) Page strike Page strike Page strike Page strike So we run into Tracy Who's still lost (laughs) Trying to find the people (laughs) In the streets (laughs) The streets full of people
2: Is someone going to answer these phones? Studio 6H hello hello hello
0: why don't you give them some overtime out of your giant bonus aren't you trying to be johnny america right now
2: i am johnny america and this strike ends now
0: hello is anyone there i'm in a sort of tunnel and i see a man with a blue uniform i think he's a friend Uh, oh never mind there's a door i'm out oh it's sunny feel a little human being would you like to ask me what time it is are you a large child or a small adult you look
1: regular can i guess your name is it pedro is it Craigford? is it swimming so now we're out at the picket line and they're yelling what do we want to get you sandwiches when do we want it whenever it (laughs) would be convenient for you you. (laughs) what do we want sandwiches when do we want it Whenever it would be convenient for you. (laughs) So Jack's like, Lemon, how's the talent search going? She's like, the worst. I'm lying to everybody about something, and I don't even want to be doing. Pete and I keep accidentally touching knees under those little comedy club tables.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been to a comedy? Have you ever performed stand-up? I feel like you'd be good at it.
1: No, I've done improv. You?
0: No, I haven't. I've been to a comedy show once. I was very drunk.
1: (laughs) It's like, shut up, shut up. Here it comes. Good morning, y'all. Do you know that song? Are you ready for some football? July. That's what my phone plays whenever Ray Lewis calls me. Now, Ray (laughs) Lewis was accused of murder and fled out and then became like the world's number one lineman ever. So, Jesus, after
0: he was accused of murder?
1: Yeah, after the Super Bowl, like in Atlanta, he and like a couple other, I think they're called uh, compatriots, got in a fight in Atlanta. It sounds like two gangs. People ended up dead. He was arrested and then he pleaded out. And then the next year, he was the defensive back of the year or whatever.
0: Just like you said earlier, if you're a good dancer or a good athlete, we're willing to look
1: past so much. So they're going to record a rollicking new Southern Rock theme for NBC, NBC Sports. Yeehaw! Yeah. Oh my God. What's what that sport? Off season
0: tennis, baby. First of all, there isn't an off-season in tennis, okay? It's year-round. There's like late October, November, December, so I guess it's an off-season, but otherwise it's always going. So what do you mean off-season tennis? You mean exhibitions? Be more specific, okay? God.
1: Isn't there a space between the U.S. Open and the Australian Open?
0: Yeah. There's so much more tennis that goes on.
1: Oh, really? They're playing right now,
0: and then you got the year-end championships. They just played in Chicago. Garbina Muguruza just won the title. Bless you. a great player she's won two slams
1: i feel like we've spoken about her before
0: yeah i love saying her name
1: <laughs> and that must be it so jack's like i'm gonna liz i'm gonna need jenna all day she's like no wednesday's a very important rehearsal day here the phones are ringing like crazy where's kenneth picketing the building whatever religious undergarment kenneth wears <laughs> is in a twist
0: do you think it's like one of those Mormon Delios? Sorry, Mormon. That's the only
1: people I know who wear <laughs> special underwear. Well, that's not true. Orthodox Jews wear special underwear. I don't picture Kenneth as having genitals, do you? Every night. <laughs> I picture Sends him like into like an
0: erotically charged dream.
1: Yeah, no, I don't picture him having any sort of sex at all. Ugh. ugh. So he explains that. Kenneth is really mad because I took my bonus this year. And she's like, they lost their overtime and you took a bonus? Ugh.
0: Judgment, badger, eyes.
1: He's like, is someone going to answer these phones? Studio 6H, hello, hello, bing, 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 bing. Hello. My, my, blah, blah. She's <laughs> so like, that why don't uh, you give them some overtime out of your giant bonus? Are you trying you- to be Johnny America right now? I am Johnny America. And the strike ends now. So then Tracy's on the phone. Hello, is anyone there? I'm in a sort of a tunnel and I see a man with a blue uniform. I think he's a friend. Oh, never mind. There's a door. I'm out. Oh, it's Sunny. Hello, fellow human being. And then he runs into all
0: sorts of people. And he's um, just, it's like the first time he's been let out of a mass security, high incarceration sort of situation. Or the Nexium cult. Or one of those things. Yeah, either one. Appeal to your own interests. So ask someone. Would you like to ask me what time it is? Woody repartee, fun little banter that most human, common people say all the time. Ask a person: Are you a large child or a small adult?
1: (laughs) You look regular.
0: Can I get your name? Is it Pedro? Is it? I think the
1: actual line is: Can I give your name? Can I name you or something? Isn't it? Can I get your name? Can I guess your name? Oh, maybe. The script says "get," but it's: Can I guess your name? Is it Pedro? Is it Craigford? Is it swimming? And are then you a he, pre-op trans centaur?
0: Yeah, I super <laughs> butchers that situation. Um, and then asked, you've changed for a ten thousand dollar bill, which do exist. Like those type of bills really? are real. Yeah, for I learned about it when I was super into. I don't know. Um,
2: You're super into
0: money. When I was super into money. Yeah, I collected <laughs> beanie babies and rocks just because I wondered how much money I could accrue on them. But the $10,000 bill is real, and it has the portrait of Lincoln's Secretary of the Treasury, Salmon P. Chase. It's the highest denomination U.S. currency ever to publicly circulate. So publicly circulated. Wild.
1: Not to these poor-ass people on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, anyway. He's like, I would like some chicken nuggets, a beer, and some of my wife's rice to stay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To stay fucking kills me.
1: Do you want to hold hands with a black millionaire? Does anyone want to be my friend? I'm normal. I, so now we're in Jack's office with Steve Buscemi. Len, Len Wozniak. Oh. This page strike is an embarrassment to this company. I oh, get God. It. It's like I tell my assistant, your weight is a reflection on me. Problematic.
0: Problematic. Problematic. So, Jack can't have that apple-cheeked goon outside screaming about my bonus, so he's asking Len for his options. And then, in typical Len Wozniak fashion, he gives a very cryptic answer that doesn't seem to be at all related to what they're talking about, until it is. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Donaghy. How do you kill a snake? Cut the head off. Of
1: course. So he's going to kill Thank Kenneth. You.
0: He's going to kill Kenneth. Kenneth's about to die.
1: Not going to kill
0: Kenneth. Kenneth, this is the last episode. Wrong again. He's going to kill him like Cleopatra killed herself with an asp.
1: So he's super excited. He's like, great, now I won't be afraid to go in my garage. Okay, here's how we play this thing. I go undercover, infiltrate the union, <laughs> take this far guy down from the inside. And have you had any undercover experience?
0: They used to call me the chameleon because of my slender frame and big, wet eyes. <laughs> and then he gazes in And then he goes on to way.
1: voice the chameleon in... Whatever that movie was. Rango, really? Rango, yes. Not the main one. That was Johnny Depp, right? No, but he's one of the chameleons. Oh, that hits and fits. <laughs> Rhyming time. Has anybody seen my wallet? It's an LL Bean Child's wallet from the 1970s. There's no money yet, but I was one whole bunch away from a free tasty delight. Damn it. is Liz I hate talking,
0: my obviously, if you're going to tell from the fact that she's so food obsessed. She's very food motivated, like most dogs. Um, <laughs> And then Pete, not at all surreptitiously, says, Liz, maybe you left your wallet in a friend's car last night. Maybe. And maybe I will run into that friend again tonight, and then I will get it back from her.
1: <laughs> yes, she will get it back to you when, she, when he goes home and gets it from her wife. To which
0: Frank's like, what the fuck is happening? Essentially, that's what his eyes say. His words say, what's up with you two? You've been acting weird all week. And then Weird. you left together last night. And then later I saw you in front of a comedy club to which they <laughs> immediately go.
1: Oh boy. Uterus. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> and then the natural assumption that Frank comes to is, are you guys doing it?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. We are doing it. Ew. That's disgusting.
0: So there you go. Case closed. Pete and I are intercoursing each other. And right at that moment, <laughs> Paula, Paula walks in, Paula. played by Paula Pell. It's like, hi, honey, Liz. I found your wallet and what our children call, big wed call.
1: <laughs> no, Paula, no. She's like, let me get through this. If this is what Pete needs, I would to welcome you into our love making.
0: It gets so awkward from here, <laughs> Pete. I know that I haven't been very sexual since my mother died.
1: No, Paula, stop, Paula. Okay. No, and then
0: look. Liz comes clean. Pete and I have been sneaking around because Jack is making us look for a new cast member.
1: No, I hate that. Let's want to smash.
0: (laughs) Thankfully, no writer, or only the writers are here, no actors. And they say, but you can't tell any of the actors. Do you think they can tell the actors?
1: Well, Josh says, (laughs) do you not see me?
0: (laughs) Dang it, I keep forgetting about you.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm not with this place. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so He says I've had it with this place I don't need this show because I could get a job tomorrow In the Air Force, you better have perfect vision buddy And I bet that nose blocks out a lot of your sight It does for me, I have a similarly large nose
1: Hate I around. quit <laughs> <laughs> So he's trying to flip the table like Teresa Judice From the New Jersey Housewives <laughs> And he can't do it And Liz is like, somebody help Not for God's sake You hear Frank go, you gotta use your lower back She's like, that's incorrect, lift with your legs <laughs> So Kenneth's leading the picket line. He's like, attention, everyone. Strike update. I'm happy to report that the local 415 has joined our cause. So what's, what does that mean? I was lost there. It's another union.
0: So okay,
1: like IATSE would be like a union that does backstage. Those are the guys who are in um, the big union strike right now.
0: Ah, It's nice that unions still exist. If only we had more of them.
1: Len Wozniak, pretending to be from local <laughs> 415, says, I think we should give up. And then he says, hey, Brandon's right. <laughs> and Kenneth explains they're a blanket union that includes mall Santas, horse whispers, and bucket drummers. So Katie's you am then- organizing a viral protest on Twitter and the YouTubes.
0: <laughs> well, good luck, because they're down. Oh, no, I guess those two weren't affected. Yay. We're in a moment right now where uh, Instagram and Facebook are down. Bleak.
1: So Len's like, anybody wants to join in, just write down your social security numbers. Kenneth's finally suspicious. I'm sorry, Brandon, what show are you assigned to again? Donoghue. Donoghue is a over. real show, right? Oh my god, yes. Phil Donoghue is the precursor to like Oprah. Uh-huh. He was like a super sensitive, liberal, white man, but he would talk about all the issues in a really liberal, liberal way. He's married to Marlo Thomas of the St. Jude's Hospital fame.
0: That- <laughs> <laughs> hey there Hey there We make a great pair
1: Great pair It's like Hey Trey How's the connecting To the common man going It's going Supergreat.com Meet my new friends Nobody And his wife Susan Walters Hyphen nobody <laughs>
0: <laughs> That was clever
1: I'm But I'm glad that
0: Grizzly.com Found him On the streets Obviously they were Looking for him They must oh, have been is. Very worried They found him That's So sweet
1: and in the I'm background, he's like, what's world. that sound? Bucket drummers.
0: Ugh. He looks so happy in that moment, too. Like you just so the, saw Apollo.
1: Apollo. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I'm looking right at his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we? Pages. Mal Sanchez. And what do we want? Overtime. Cleaner beards. What? <laughs> so Who are we? All excited. <laughs> These are my people, bucket drummers. If you ask me, I'm going to strike. If, you, if they're striking, so am I. 2, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and then we go to one of the most amazing pieces that has ever been crafted in the entirety of media in America. Because it's tennis night in America. So Jenna is wearing a tennis (laughs) outfit, but also like this Florida trash sort of hairstyle. And it's like, it's tennis night in America. Grab some buds and some brews. It's going to be a fight. So good. This this is obviously just rehearsal. It gets better. Don't. You just wait.
1: Better and worse. So Liz Liz is like, okay, I have to tell her that Josh quit without her getting wind of the new cast member part. And she needs to do it now. she do it now because she's drunk on attention or an hour when she's just drunk.
0: <laughs> so immediately with just non sequitur, Liz goes into, you look so pretty.
1: Did you hear what happened? I'm so upset.
0: Okay. No, let me explain. And then. I came here
1: to shoot these tennis promos and they had blue gels on the lights. And you know that that makes my teeth look see-through. You weren't here to do your job, Liz.
0: And she gets a little pissy and she's like, okay, well, Josh quit. Who? (laughs) Jack's counting (laughs) on country Jenna to save the show, but I just want to understand what it is. Oh, wait, no, this is Jenna, sorry.
1: Jack's counting on country Jenna to save the show, but I just want to understand what it is distracting you from the one thing you've been told to do. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Then rage, 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 Liz comes in, you're like, you know what I've been doing? Jack is hiring a new cast member. If it is
1: a blonde (laughs) woman, I will kill myself!
0: (laughs) Now, she joins the picket line and is not invested in anyone else but herself. Jenna Maroney is great. No new cast member.
1: New what? Tracy's like, if it's a blonde woman, I'm going to kill myself!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Len's back to report on what he's seen, and he's like, I don't know what to tell you, Mr. Donaghy. Sympathy strikers, celebrities, clever signs, this strike is getting out of control.
1: Then step up the pressure, Len. Take Parcel down.
0: I can't. That man is incorruptible. He was impervious to the charms of the nympho co-ed Charlene LaRue, <laughs> which is his alter ego. With the blonde hair. With the blonde hair, which becomes his actual identity. I don't think he picks that name later, but he does transition later in the show. Spoiler.
1: Guide me. Tell me what to do. Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> May I come in? Kenneth? Of so course, help- sir.
0: They have a little meeting, and um, Kenneth, still very polite, would you like something to eat? I have some leftover turtle meat from dinner, or as you would call it, bonus turtle
1: meat. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> I'll just make myself a drink if you don't mind. Where's the bar? Well, there's a the bar, bar in the shower.
0: <laughs> the previous tenant. Sorry. I'll stop reading your lines. I'm so sorry.
1: They're not my lines. You go. <laughs>
0: There's a bar in the shower that the previous tenant installed to keep from slipping. He still died in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he so, opens, like, Kenneth's cupboards, and it's like, you know, we're not so different, you and I. And Kenneth's like, those glasses just display only? Only? I'm
1: Like, That's such a good line. It's so good. Those glasses, those, oh. Oh, and they're, oh. like, Halloween glasses that you get from, like, McDonald's or something. And uh, Jack's pouring Robitussin into them because it's the really <laughs> alcohol thing that's there. He's like, we both grew up poor. We both grew up. We both put work above all else. And yet, when people look at you, they see who they want to be. When they look at me, they see who they are.
0: do Like, sir,
1: you sound like the mall Santas when they come back from lunch.
0: You have the moral high. You have the yeah. You win, Kenneth. You have the moral high ground. I can't change that but I can destroy you. The pages are not back at work tomorrow. I'm shutting down the page program forever.
1: You wouldn't.
0: So we're back at 30 Rock and um, Josh refuses to unquit. Jenna and Tracy are on strike. There are no actors and they're trying to figure out what to do. They feel like they could maybe rerun episode 214.
1: But no, that's no, no. One- that's the one where Tracy mm-hmm. tore up the picture of the boat.
0: Sinead O'Connor who? <laughs> Boo.
1: She was right. In his defense, it was Pope Innocent IV because he increased taxation in the papal states. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your solutions, Liz Lemon? You know, this whole thing is your fault. It's not my fault. Blame Jack or Kenneth or Tracy or Meatcat because I've had cheesy blasters for three days.
0: <laughs> you got cheesy blasters.
1: We have no show, Liz. You better hope that strike ends soon.
0: Everyone's really coming down super hard on Liz. She's Not like, why? Oh, so they can
1: all go back to making my life a living hell? I hope they stay on the streak forever. Is this really our first week back?
0: Uh, poor Liz. She's addicted to the stress. She should rejoin that uh, club for fighting. The fight club? Known as Fight Club, yeah.
1: <laughs> so the picket pagers are still, would never be convenient for you. Who are we? Pagers, <laughs> what do we want? So he's like, what are you still
0: doing here, Kenneth? I made myself clear. Uh, And Canada's pushing back hardcore. He's got a big old set right now. Well, sir, now that I know you're a liar, I was wondering if you were lying about canceling the page program. And then I thought, if there were no pages, you'd have to pay somebody real to do our jobs and give them health insurance. If you don't even have the money to pay our overtime, then you certainly can't afford that.
1: What do you want? You know what I want, sir. He writes a big old, li- I'm a big old liar on a piece of paper. He's like, the strike is over. Oh my God, what do we get? What do we get? A piece of paper that I can't really tell you about. Wait, what? Was the strike just over something personal between you and Mr. Donaghy? Oh, no. Jack's like, it massage it, Kenneth.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, no. Now he's a liar for what? Honesty? Now we get the absolute tour de force situation here. I can't wait to hear you. It's tennis night in America. Grab some buds and some brews. It's going to be a fight. So put down your mats, Slip on your whites. Because here in real America, it's tennis night. <laughs> Magic. And then we have Mary Carrillo, who is a commentator and former tennis player and friend of John McEnroe. And recently, God bless her, refused to commentate the Labor Cup because they were promoting Alexander Zverev who won the gold medal recently and also abused his girlfriend. And there is very valid, legitimate claims against him, and they continue to promote him regardless. And Mary Carrillo was like, I feel like I can't abide by someone who's an institution that's not actually going to bring any light to these allegations and continue to sweep them under the rug. So, way to go, Mary. She also (laughs) provides some comedic relief and says two very European, Slavic-sounding names as the highlights. And then is like, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> Who? Where? What's happening?
1: So, the Cheesy Blaster song is an earworm that lives forever. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Tracy saying all those inappropriate things to people. And I do think I will use, are you a large child or a small adult <laughs> in my regular life now because that is really funny.
2: <laughs> the episode where Liz gives birth to Meat Cat is season four episode 12 so it's oh it's so it's up,
1: later but it, okay but it
2: is meat cat
1: that's not cheesy blasters was there that an is animal cheesy for cheesy blasters that
2: is cheesy blasters there wasn't a says, one for and a and su- then the kids say thanks meat cat there isn't one for supportive soledad got it
1: thanks meat cat <laughs> well it was a fun one
2: like, that was a fun episode
1: yeah it was really fun
0: Action packed, high octane. We had uteruses. We had oh God, rumors yes, that Pete so was entering her uterus. I'm assuming that's how sex works. Heterosexual sex.
1: Those those glasses are for display only. Okay.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> so right before the cut. The well, you know, I do hate everyone. And then Jenna absolutely destroying the situation at the
1: end. So so far, her hit songs are. Um, my muffin top is on. Whole grain. And it's Saturday night tennis.
0: But Poor Jenna. My, well, next mermaid. week <laughs> we're,
1: we're headed into the crevasse. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like
0: that's a good one. I, you yeah, know, yeah. you had me at into. Lost me until you said
1: ass. Uh, are, are we ready to rate this episode in the chizat? yay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the Cheesy Blasters. Mmm. Not in my top ten, but definitely rewatchable. Let me know when you're ready. 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 And Nick and Julie, pretty close. Nick with 91, Julie with 92. Emma giving it lots of love with a 95. What's your favorite part of this episode, Em?
2: I liked all the parts. I, loved a, I love a Kenneth Jack standoff. I love... Tracy getting lost in the world. <laughs> and I love no It was just, yeah, okay. I didn't like
0: it. <laughs> no I hate that it comes up as I'm super pro Spachemin. Oh. I'm just not as ant- <laughs> I
2: anti. I love Liz and Pete being so bad at lying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uterus. <laughs> it was a really funny one. We've lost Nick now. He's just a hat. Um, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did and got lots of good laughs out of it because that's all we can do right now. If you want to hear more crazy things we have to talk about, we have another podcast called Takes All Over the Place. You can find us at TakesPod.com. Thanks to Emma and a little bit of Nick. Thanks, everybody.
2: Have a great week. Goodbye.
1: Bye. We're dorks. (laughs) (laughs) Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter, with the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and...